Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm Lisa. And Lisa, once again, it's you and me at the table. It is. But you know what? I have been thinking about uh, something you said at the end of our last podcast, the one that we we did together. You mentioned a verse, and we had talked about, um, you know, encouraging one another, uh, being around God's Word and how that's helpful, especially through trials. And uh, and I had shared how I felt that God uniquely designed some trials. Uh, I think He designs everybody's trials, but I'll, I'll just speak for me. I think He uniquely designed the trials in my life to to mold and make me what He wanted me to be. But you mentioned one about, um, in this you greatly rejoice. Yes. Uh, and just that part. Just that portion of the verse, I think it's First Peter, is it 1-6? Yes. Yeah, read that verse. Okay. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that you have proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You know, that, this has long been a favorite verse of mine, partly because of the story that I shared where we had lost our first son. And so, you know, there were some scriptures that I really clung to, and this was one of them, and the idea of being purified by fire. You know, you think about how um, gold and even silver is put in a fire and the dross is burned off. It's purified. Yes. It's made, you know, it's made to be as pure as it can be, but it has to be in the fire in order to do that. And I, I do think that the Lord, I mean, obviously, Peter has used it here as uh, as an illustration, but I think that's what God does with our lives, is that he, uh, and goodness knows, my life surely needs a lot of that fire. <laughs> you know, when you think about the things that, you know, you need need to learn or you need to to grow in or the areas that need to change, um, God sees them. He knows that, and he rather than looking down on us with condemnation, he looks down in love and he says, let me, let me help you. Um, unfortunately, I think sometimes we get the idea that we are um, being punished by God. Now, God does chasten, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that is true. But, but I think too often we're quick to, to put things to God that are not true. I th- and if you want to know which it is, is this a chastening or is this something God's doing in me, then then ask him because he, regardless, he loves you. He loves you so much that he is willing to walk with you in the fire, through the fire, and allow you to come out, um, to come forth as gold. As, as Job said, um, I shall come forth as gold. And you, we all know the sufferings of Job and what he went through. And for him to see the purpose in that is pretty amazing. And I think the other thing is, is that while God is working on you, he's also working on others who are who are watching. And, and I would never say God puts you through a hard time so someone else can be helped, but God does use it. Yes. He uses it. And I think when we talked uh, on the last podcast about encouraging one another, um, this is one of those, this is one of those ways. If you're like me, you hear or you see people who are going through something so difficult and yet they've not lost their joy or their faith. They just shine so brightly through it. And, and that encourages you. Yes, absolutely. You know, that lifts you up, that builds you up, that strengthens your own faith and your own, uh, faith walk journey. I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of James as well when we talk about going through 
through trials, you know, you, you greatly, you're <laughs> greatly rejoicing, right, people? I mean, you're with me on this, right? You're, you just wrecked your car and you're praising God. You, uh, you know, you lost your job and you have no money. You're, you're rejoicing, right? I mean, th- these are hard things. It's like we said uh, earlier in uh, the first podcast we did together that we are going to go through hard things and God calls us to do hard things, but he doesn't call us to do it alone. He doesn't ask us to do it on our own for sure. That's true. But James 1 says, verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then he goes on to say, if if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask of God who gives to all uh, liberally and without reproach is, I think, the King James. (laughs) That's the way I learned it. But but honestly, uh, think about that. God is calling us to rejoice, to um, consider it pure joy. Uh, When was the last time you reacted that way in the face of a trial? That's hard. That that is a level of maturity I've not quite attained to yet. <laughs> but I will say over the years, over the course of years and the things that I've gone through and seen God work, I I I feel a sense of peace a lot of times when I shouldn't feel it. I mean like yes. from the yes. world standpoint. It, it it's peace it is that peace that passes understanding because I know God has a plan and he's going to work it out. And while it looks hopeless to me or hard or even even if it's painful um i know he's going to do something with that and that's a level of maturity i think we can all all try to attain to because once you hit that level it's it's much easier as you go through life remaining steady when i was a young christian i'd be up and then down so i i figure the more level i get the you know it's, it's signs of maturity yeah, i think i trans or like transformed from being oh God, why is this happening? Why are you doing this? To now when things happen, I'm like, okay, what what are you trying to teach me? Like mm, what like what yeah. am I supposed to learn through this? Um, even though the learning and the teaching can come <laughs> very hard sometimes, but there's almost that I'm looking for, I know there's hope in this, I know there's good in it, and let me cling to that and cling to the fact that he is going to lead me out of this, whatever it is, and it will be good. And so that's where, again, I think it comes back to that joy and that peace because you have that promise and that expectation yeah. of what's going to come even through the midst of the hard times. Exactly. Uh, James, in the first chapter of James where we were just reading, verse 17 says, uh, well, verse 16 says, don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heaven of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadow. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Every good and perfect gift. And again, this is my King James roots, uh, New King James roots. Is, there's no shadow of turning, I think is the way... That verse says that, that, that God's not going to change, that he is who he is. He's not going to change. And circumstances may change. But the thing is, we can't look at God through the lens of the circumstance. But let's look at the circumstance through the lens of God. Yes. And that's hard, that's hard to do. I'm it not, is very hard to do. <laughs> it's very, especially when you're in the midst of it. And, and I often think, okay, you know, 
this is this is James. We we heard from Peter. We've talked about Paul before. These were men who knew who knew persecution, who knew pain. I mean, beatings and horrific things. So they they aren't just oh, they're not someone who has lived, you know, kind of a carefree life and they're trying to preach at you to do this or do that. No, they're talking from the depth of what they themselves have been through yes. and what they've learned through that. So um, so rejoicing and, and appreciating what God's doing and seeing, seeing our circumstance through his eyes is really a form of maturity that I think uh, we all want to attain to. We all want to come to. And again, it's hard. It's very hard. You, you know, loss, uncertainty, pain. I mean, even through this last year, I've learned that physical pain is 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 a trial that's unlike even <laughs> anything else. Yeah. I, mean, I kind of understand some of Job's uh, situation now. That you know, when it finally came to where he was in physical pain, it became a much much different story for him. So the things that we go through, um, yeah, it's very, it's very easy for us to blame God or blame someone else. But, but in all honesty, it's life. It's the life we live in a broken and fallen world. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we had the Garden of Eden. We had paradise. And Adam and Eve got kicked out of that. And let's face it, all of us would have been. <laughs> it's not like we can blame them like we would have done any better. But... Um, but living life on this on this planet, it's tough. It's difficult. And and even in the case of trying to last time we talked about encouraging brothers and sisters, even in the case of living with our brothers and sisters and within the body of Christ, I mean, there's some infighting going on that you think, Oh, this is just not right. We can't have you know, so we all, we all, all have to kind of come back to ourselves and look at ourselves, examine ourselves and and allow God to work in our hearts and lives to the point where we can be who God wants us to be. Unfortunately, we're not going to be sinless until we get to heaven. But we should be sinning less, right? Yes, we should be turning away from it. We should be being transformed and growing more along the way. And I think, too, back to your example of like even like in the body of Christ where there's so many differences and so many disputes over this, that, or the other thing. But if you look at it, it's still... You know, it's a body of believers, but we're all not perfect. Like, none of us are perfect. And I think he also uses that. And I know I've recently went through an example, like, even with our church, of being on a different page with some mm -hmm. things and having to really, like, lean into him and look for that and say, okay, I have to look beyond what I expect or what yeah. I think because this is his church and we're all one body and we have to figure this out together. And everything did, in the end, turn out like the best way that it could have yeah. ever come out. But I knew God was working through that and teaching us, me, them, how do we do this? How yeah. do we come together? How do we, what is the best? What does God want in this? Like what, you know, at the end of the day, it's all his. Yes. So we're all competing, hopefully for the same thing. Like right. it's all his and right. not that we should be competing, but when we're on different pages. But if that's our goal. We have that, to come together. Yeah. If that's our goal, that's where we're going to end up. And, you know, when I think about, I just, you know, in today's world, love doesn't mean we don't think of love as being self-sacrificial. Like that's unheard of, really. But that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what God calls us to to do is to love um, sacrificially, like to put others before ourselves. And so, 
uh, you think about what he calls us to do. He calls us to forgive. Yes. Um, and think about the things he's asked us to do. If somebody, uh, you know, if somebody hits you, you know, if somebody slaps your cheek, turn the other one, let him <laughs> in. So, like, that does not, that's not normal. Like, yes. come on, that's not going to be your first response, right? But it really is what God calls us to do. And we cannot... We cannot do that on our own. When we are betrayed by those that we love, to forgive out of our own self is uh, its not going to happen, at least not to the degree that God wants it to. It's a supernatural kind of thing where it has to be him doing the forgiving. Yes. The amazing mm. thing is that he will do it, but we have to yield to that. Yes. We have to be willing to do that. And so, um, and even, you know, considering it pure joy, whatever trial you're in, you have to yield yourself to that. You have to submit to the Lord and say, God, I'm willing. I don't feel that way. And I think sometimes we get it wrong because we expect the emotion when in reality God is asking for obedience. Oh, yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so this horrific thing has happened for whatever. My, you know, one of my family members has cancer and they're dying. God, you want me to consider this all joy? I, I don't, I can't feel that way. How can I, you know, okay, stop. Stop right there. What we're talking about is saying, God, I don't feel joy, but I, I do know who you are. And so I'm yielding myself to you to be thankful in a situation I can see no, no good coming out of. Because I can't see it. I'm human. Yeah. Uh, with my human eyes, I can't see it. And right now I'm hurting really, really bad and I'm really, really scared. But I want to yield myself to you. And then let it go. That's a beautiful way of saying. That. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just you yes. you just you just open yourself up to that, to yielding to him and allowing him to do the work that needs to be done. And it's it's hard. It's not it's just not easy. It's mm, but it's, but it is simple, right? It is. It is simple, it but is it's simple. hard. Simple but hard. That's kind of how I how I think. It about also it. takes me going back to First Peter for a moment too. Is in there like right after he says, "Greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have suffer grief and all kinds of trials." That a little while, that those three little words I have clung to so many mm -hmm. times in knowing whatever this is, even though it may seem to us like this is a long time or this has been a long trial. In the bigger picture, it is just a little while. Like this is God is ruling over all of this. This is not going to last forever. Um, and so I found great comfort in looking at that and say, okay, this is only for a little while. God is in control mm. and it's going to be okay in a little while. <laughs> so whether that's this trial is going to end or Jesus comes back, whichever that is, it's still just a little while in respect to all of eternity. Yeah. Uh, if we put that in that perspective of eternity that also shifts our mindset with how we're looking at our trials and our tribulations. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's another hard thing to do, but it is, it is sometimes about perspective and recognizing that this is temporary. Yes. And, and honestly, you know, when we, when we look at our life and we face life, we, we know certain things. Death, death is certain. It's going to come. Yes. In some way or another, and we will face pain, we will face hardships, we, we will face difficult things. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the convenient, easy life that we want to cushion ourselves with that, you know, if a hardship comes or something comes, it, it's a little bit jarring to us and we forget, we forget that we're only here temporarily. Yes. And uh, keeping our eyes toward the eternal rather than the temporal 
the temporary, um, I think is really important. That's the important perspective to have because that will help us deal with whatever we need to deal with. And pain will come. It's not like we're saying we're not going to feel pain or, or sadness or grief or, or even anger or, you know, possibly even bitterness about things. But, but all those emotions God can handle if we yield ourselves to him and allow him to help us to work through it. And keeping that perspective, I think, will help keep us from going down that road. Because when I think of, a, of an emotion like bitterness, you don't wake up one morning bitter. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, that comes, I think that's over time. Yes, that's... exactly, exactly. So when you re- continue to remind yourself and keep the right perspective, and, and you, you, you work at being grateful for the things that God is doing in and through the trial that you're in, and you can you can find things to be grateful yes. for. You absolutely can. It's hard, and you may not feel like it, but if you can look for those those things that you can appreciate that God has done for you through the trial, it, I'm telling you, it will it will turn things around for you. It will really help. It'll help guard your heart from that bitterness. I think. Yes, I agree with that too. Because God wants only good things for you, and if He's allowed something into your into your life that's difficult or hard, th- He's in it. First of all, He's in it with you. <laughs> he's right there with you, and He wants to do something in and through you. And in the end, in the end, remember where He wants He wants you home in heaven. That's kind of our ultimate yes. goal. Like, you know, we we live. Well, if this is too cushioning, <laughs> we love this too much. Yeah. Are we going to want to go there? Exactly. Like we, and we, he has something so much better than we, here. We live our life like this is it and this yeah. is everything. And it's not. And so sometimes we need to be kind of shaken up a little bit and, re- and remind ourselves that this is just temporary. This is a, this life here is nothing compared to what heaven is going to be yeah. or e- eternal life is going to be. And so, again, we're here to, you know, call others to him and to and to lift him high and to recognize who and what he is. And so I, I get it. I struggle with a lot of the same <laughs> things other people do, but but reminding ourselves of it I think is really important. And because we we can oh man, we can get we can fall d- down some deep rabbit holes if we're yes. not careful. And I think through a lot of those trials, the other thing too is there's the opportunity to see God's goodness. You know what I mean? Sometimes we don't see them and we get complacent and but when we're going through these trials and maybe not necessarily in the middle of it do we see the goodness so much but definitely when we come out on the other side of it like I can look back and I'm sure you can too Missy back on things that have happened in my life like the hardest if I had to pick the hardest seasons in my life did I want to walk those absolutely not but that is, I can get emotional. <laughs> that is where I've seen God's goodness yeah, the most. Yeah. When you come out on that, and I'm thinking, he was so, so good. He was working. Like, I can look and see. He was doing all these things, even when I barely had anything to give into that or to help myself. He was doing it all, and he was yeah. holding me together during those time periods. And it wasn't just for me. There's other people that are affected by that, that he was working on them too, yeah. that I had no idea he was doing until like he starts revealing that and you see that and so I think for me that also helps you look at that joy 
in those circumstances because you know the goodness is coming. Yeah. It is yep. coming. It's coming. He is doing he is doing a good work in you and and he promises to complete it. You know, Philippians uh one, one says uh he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. One of my favorite verses and one of the things that has been an anchor for me in knowing I am I'm not where I want to be, but God is still working in me and through me, and he promises to complete it. He promises He promises to get us home, you yes. know. Uh, he, promise, he promises us that he will be with us through the fire, through the flood, through anything we face. He will walk with us through it, and that is so amazing, and you're right. When you're in a trial and you can see those glimpses of God's hand at work, or as I shared about, you know, in the loss of our first child and how my mom just happened. Mom didn't just happen. <laughs> God sent my mother to be with me in my first pregnancy. I didn't even know I was in labor and all the things that happened afterwards. God's hand was on me and in amazing ways. And there were other things that happened as well. And, and honestly, every trial that I can think of that I've gone through, I can see where God has been with me through it and what yeah. he's done through it amazing it's amazing and it's it's those little gems and jewels i think of them as that god gives you along the way of really letting you know he loves you he knows you he knows your life he knows what you need and he will be everything you need if you just turn to him and allow him to be that i think it's pretty amazing yes and i think when we experience that and we share that with others and we give him that glory and we share about his goodness and what we went through, that encourages them and that helps them grow in their faith as yeah. well. You know, and not with not holding that back for ourselves, but anytime like God moves in us, I think that we need to share that with others. Absolutely. Because it is, it's that, that's the, the mm -hmm. mutual encouragement we yes. talked about last yes. time on the last podcast that you, you encourage others and you encourage yourself, I think too, when you remind yourself or share with others how God has been with you through the hard times and what you've seen him do for you and through you and in you. So as you're growing and as he has given you strength to do things you thought were impossible or, or he has taken a situation and on the other side of it, as you said, you can turn back and say, God, that's your handiwork. Yes. That's your hand all over that. That is you. No one else could do that. Only you. Only you could could bring <laughs> good from bad. I mean, only you can do that. And when you begin to see it, it's it's pretty incredible. It and, is. And I think it's life-giving, life-affirming, um, and it's motivating, it's encouraging to yes. others to see it. Because as, I, as we've said over and over and over again, life is hard. It is hard. It's going to be hard. It will continue to be hard. You'll continue to face hard things. But I will never leave you nor forsake you, says God. And he means that. He is with you. Uh, the, and the times where I've, I have not been able to see or feel God are the times where I've turned around and walked away yes. from him. And yet he's still with me. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm the one that... I can't feel him because I've turned my back, yes. not because he's not there. That's correct. He's absolutely there and and ready and willing to help us through whatever we're going going through. So, you know, listeners, whatever you might be facing today, uh, open yourself up to what the Lord is doing in you and through you, and ask Him uh, for strength and ask Him ask Him to help you see His hand. I think when you begin to see it, 
it becomes even more encouraging to you in the trial itself because it, it steadies you and it, it helps support you. So um, seeing his blessings in the midst of a hard circumstance, that's pretty cool. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And sometimes having those people in your life that can point it out to you when you can't see it because sometimes we're so deep into that that it's hard for us to see it. Yeah. But other people can see it and just, you know, they're close enough to you. You've been authentic with them. You've been vulnerable. You've shared with them. So they know what your experience is, which is another part of the reason why it is so important to be vulnerable and to share some of that and not hold it all inside because then you invite other people into that opportunity to speak into you and pray for you and to speak truth when you can't see it because yeah. you're just so blinded by the experience, by yeah. the circumstances. Absolutely. And I've had people in my life so many times have to say, Lisa, this is what this is. And I, and you know, I had been vulnerable with them. I knew they were telling me from a place of love and I needed to hear it. Yeah. I needed to know that truth in the midst of what I was going through. And I appreciate that. So it is very important to um, seek out that community and be authentic and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I get that for some people that's hard because they've they've shared and maybe it hasn't been a safe place or a safe person. Yes. But um, but pray and ask the Lord to to guide you and direct you to a safe community. And it doesn't have to be a big community. No, it doesn't have to be a whole table full of people. Right. It could be a person. It yeah. could be a couple people. Absolutely, somebody that um, that you can share with and can trust, and somebody that you know that loves the Lord, I think is yes. the most important Oh, yes, thing. absolutely. You know, that someone who is really walking their faith and, and living it out, that's the kind of person that you need to look yes. for because they're the ones that are going to not just encourage you or tell you what you want to hear, but will, um, as you said, speak truth, even if it's a hard truth to hear in the midst of what you're going through. That's real love. Yes, that's real love when someone is willing to just be honest with you about things and kind of, you know, really, I talk, I, I call it being with my, getting my toes stepped on or <laughs> good swift kick sometimes, <laughs> which I, and honestly, you know, there, there are people in my life that I've, I've said to them, you have full permission. If you see something in my life, please, please come to me. Um, Beth and Libby have been that for me and Gwen for a long time. You know, if you see it, you, you know what I mean? Yes. Hold yourself accountable to someone who will speak to you in truth, but also in love. So it, it's what we all need, I think, in order to keep us on the right, right path sometimes. But yes. And I also, th I also think when we speak that, when we voice that and it comes out of our mouth, that it's no longer hidden and Satan loses power over mm. that too. So there is power in just speaking it. So, um, so I think that goes to a twofold. You're, you're speaking it and you're getting the opportunity for somebody to speak truth back into you and to help you in that trial or tribulation that you're going through. And, and, and again, listeners, we know we will all be facing these trials, be facing these tribulations. We're all going to have these hardships and go through these broken times, but you know, prepare yourself for that. Spend some time in his word. Spend some time seeking out a community so that when that does happen, that you are more prepared and you know where to lean on and who is your source to help you get through this. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or 
send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.